everyone. Welcome back to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen, and I am fresh off the therapy press today. I just had therapy. Um, I did EMDR and some talk therapy with my therapist, so I figured why not hop on here and actually record about a topic that I can't get away from right now, which is identity crisis. And I have not been very vocal on Instagram. I have not been very vocal on my podcast, to be honest. And it's because I am going through a identity crisis slash rock bottom slash magic dark. And I know I've mentioned um, what a magic dark is that... Um, Lacey Phillips talks about magic dark in her manifestation work. Rock bottoms, I have had plenty of those in my life, and that's actually what me and my therapist are working through together um, and doing a lot of talk therapy and the EMDR around all of my rock bottoms that are basically all like the relationships that I've been through, friendships, roommate situations, romantic relationships, falling outs, breakups, that all kind of led me and were linked to very toxic, unsafe living situations. And That is the pattern that I am trying to break. That is the story that I'm trying to break right now as I am trying to figure out, like, where do I want to live? Where am I going? Where am I, where am I feeling called to? Um, Because a couple episodes ago, I talked all about feeling stuck and what we can do to get out of that stuckness, how to like reframe and shift out of that energy of just like complete, um, you're not going anywhere, you're you're just in the ground, you know, drained, um, overwhelmed, and you're quite literally like anchored into the ground or a situation or a circumstance, and you can't see yourself out of it. You can't see how you're going to get out of this hole. Um, That is how I've been feeling because with a lot of therapy and inner work and shadow work and all of that comes, like, seeing things clearly doesn't always mean that things are going to be easy. It's actually the opposite of that because when you start seeing things clearly, you start recognizing your toxic cycles and patterns and the dysfunction that you might have lived through as a child or um, in your life in general, um, it really takes a toll on your identity. Like, it truly does make you question who the fuck you are and why have these things happened to you and what was your part in it? Like, in ACA... Adult Children of Alcoholics and Dysfunctional Families. It's a 12-step program that I've been doing. Um, there's a step that you, you f- the fourth step is that you write down all of, you know, it's like a inventory, like a life inventory of all the fucked up scenarios that you've been through, all the breakups, all the, tr- all the trauma, you know, all the dysfunction, 
um, and that can be very jarring to like write out a list like that. So that has been kind of bubbling up to the surface for me as I've been working through that step. And then um, another part of the steps work is not just saying, okay, all of this stuff happened to me. It's what was my part in it? And I think that's the part that really has been making me question the kind of person I am, what I deserve, my worth, because if all of these horrible, horrible relationships and living situations and friendships and falling out and, and just so many, so many things that have gone on in my life that I've, I've spoken about in depth on this podcast, you know, that... I, that, that is the reason why I made this podcast was to talk about the healing journey and like bringing light to the darkness and how to move through all the traumas, all the memories, all the all of like the cringiest, horrible trauma moments that you're trying to forget, you know? It's like those things are still with us. How can we move forward into a new identity and reclaim our life because when I, my therapist brought up a really good point today. She said, well, all of these scenarios that you're, that you're telling me about, those happened before you started therapy, you were doing drugs and you were drinking, you were not sober. So she said, you know, you have to take into consideration that you did not have the tools, your mind was, um, literally poisoned with drugs, alcohol. I was really deep in my eating disorder. I was using any kind of self-destructive, you know, ways um, to just numb myself and not feel all the toxic bullshit that had come into my life, whether it was my doing or whether it wasn't my doing, you know? Like, there's some things that happen to us that no, it didn't happen for a reason, you know, it, it, you didn't deserve it, um, and sometimes you didn't do anything for that to happen either. Like, when I got scammed by a real estate agent and told that I was getting an apartment, and then three days before we were supposed to move in, she scams me and drops off the face of the earth and ghosts me and keeps my money. That isn't something that anyone deserves. That isn't something that anyone does anything wrong, like we did everything right, you know? And that left me homeless and that was a pivotal rock bottom moment of my life that left me homeless. Um, moved to Philly, had a, had my worst drug relapse of my entire life. I was doing coke every day. I was living with a drug addict, drug dealer who, you know, had me doing really, really awful things for him. It was just the most dark time of my life and um, doing therapy and doing EMDR and doing a step program or having some kind of support system is part of my life right now and it's it's keeping me together. It's the glue that's keeping me together. There is nothing else in my life that I am feeling called to do consistently other than support groups, therapy, EMDR, and this podcast, when I feel like I have the energy to create an episode that 
will be worth listening to because at this point, I can't sit here and bullshit anymore. I can't sit here and pretend that my life is going the way that I want it to because it's not. And I think that is something that podcasts aren't doing enough of. And I listen to a lot of really amazing podcasts and there's not enough people talking about my life is fucked right now. You know, there's not enough people saying, oh yeah, I'm in the thick of it right now. I am having a really hard time. Some of the podcasts that are out there, some of the most popular and, you know, famous podcasts are of people who are pretending that that they have it all together pretending that they used to be depressed, they used to have anxiety issues, oh my god, I used to have all these toxic things happen to me, or, you know, I used to have this trauma, and now I'm healed, and now I'm, 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 I got through it, and it's not that easy, it's not black and white like that, and I've been really submerging myself into different areas of interest, like, I've been just binge-watching YouTube videos on healing autoimmune issues and the keto community and the carnivore community and there's a lot of people in that space who are realists (laughs) and they are speaking from what the fuck is actually going on like they're talking about their their health and how like they're not doing well and like what they're doing to try to get out of it and things that they have tried and things that have worked and things that haven't worked and successes and fails that is what I'm here for. I want to hear people talk about the darkest times of their life and sometimes it's not about finding an answer of how to get out of it or this magic cure. It's just about hearing other people's stories and like things that might have helped them feel better in that moment. Things that might have helped their bodies function better. Things that might have helped them get out of that like suicidal depression, you know, just desperation, dread, like lack of faith, lack of hopeless, hope, hope, like hopelessness, you know, like I am fully realizing and recognizing that I am in an identity crisis and maybe that's just like what comes with being um, in your early, early 30s, like maybe that's just what comes with it, but when I look around in my life, I see everyone around me and they're getting pregnant and married and engaged and they have beautiful homes or they're, you know, in, in, they're dating at least, or they're in relationships or whatever. Like, I don't have any of that. And I am still going to sit here and talk about things that I think people need to hear because not everyone is in a phase of their life where they're open and safe enough to go date they're not healthy enough to go date, they're not, you know, they don't have a safe space to call home. You know, me and my therapist were talking about, um, you know, the hierarchy of needs, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The bottom of that chart is safe, is shelter, you know, it's a safe place to live. And when your living situation is compromised and you feel unsafe in any way, whether it's dysfunction in the family, whether it's alcohol abuse or drug abuse in the family, whether it's physical, uh, mental abuse, neglect, um, betrayal, whether you're living in in a household that just has a lot of 
really toxic patterns or things that, you know, lack of boundaries. These are all things that are talked about in the ACA program. So if any of those things are resonating with you, you might be a adult child of alcoholics, but your parents don't have to be alcoholics. They can be just, you can just be an adult child of dysfunctional families. And that is what the program is about. It's about uncovering these toxic dynamics that we lived through, traumatic experiences that we lived through as children, as teenagers, as adults, and that we need to heal from because these experiences are shaping our reality now and they're shaping our lives and they're creating life paths that just keep that pattern and cycle going of unhealthy relationships with romantic partners, friendships, um, jobs. I should probably go through the laundry list um, because the laundry list is a list of traits and um, personality traits that adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families have. And if you, if, if you read that list and you resonate with you know, any of them, really, you would benefit from doing the program. And um, maybe I'll do that. Once I get through talking a little bit more about the identity crisis, I will do that at the end of the episode. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online counseling that you can do from the comfort of your own home. You can do it from your phone. You can do video chat or you can do audio phone calls or if you don't want to do either of those things you can actually just do messaging. BetterHelp is awesome. I've been using BetterHelp since the beginning of the pandemic so it's been a couple years and I've been really enjoying it because I don't have to stress out about how I'm going to get to therapy, um, rushing around, traffic and to be honest I like doing therapy in my room around my things with my cat on my lap with my journal and I love my therapist she is awesome and she does EMDR with me so you can actually find um, EMDR certified therapists on BetterHelp and depending on what you're needing therapy for you can find a therapist who is certified and has experience in that category. So if you need drug and alcohol counseling, addiction counseling, if you are needing support around your eating disorder, or if you are trying to get more help around trauma or PTSD or family issues, you can answer questions and it will match you with the best therapist And then you choose which therapist you want. You can also change therapists as many times as you need. There's no cost to that. And it's a really awesome service. And I think that you will enjoy it a lot because it's easy and it works. So you can go to betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash vibe and get 10% off your first month of online counseling with BetterHelp. Um, Let me know how it goes. Feel free to DM me on Instagram. I love hearing that you guys are trying therapy and that it's helping you. So go ahead to betterhelp.com slash vibe, betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash vibe. So 
what my therapist was talking about with Maslow's hierarchy of needs is since I'm not feeling 100% safe at home, like I'm living with family right now, since I'm not feeling safe and grounded and I don't have that freedom, I don't have that that total safe energy to be myself um, because I'm living with family, family members that I have to mask myself around. I have to protect myself around. And it's mainly my stepdad. I don't feel comfortable around him. I've talked about this on my podcast several times. Um, but I've never felt comfortable around him. And he is like the, the sore in our family, to be honest. And um, so that, the fact that I have to protect my energy and really like what my therapist says I do is I shut down. I am, I'm in shutdown mode. And it's funny because I, I, I tell her like, yeah, I feel like I'm dead inside. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm, like if this was a video game, I said today, like if this was a video game, I would be dead. And I, and she said, yeah, you need, you need a new life. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I really need a new life. And that is what identity crisis is about. It's like God, the universe, higher, higher spirit, your soul. Um, it's a process of creating a new life because the life that you're in right now is obviously not working, right? Because people who are enjoying their lives and have purpose, they don't have identity crisis. Um, identity crisis is when nothing in your life feels right. And again, you're questioning who you are, what you've been through, your personality, your good qualities, your bad qualities, the relationships, the connections in your life, what you're here for, what you what you have to offer. And I think people are going to go through several identity crises in in their life. It's just a matter of when. You know, you, we we don't know when it's going to happen. We don't know when our mental state is going to crack from the pressure, the stress, the trauma that we've been putting down and pushing down our systems that we don't want to look at. You know, I'm I'm the only person in my in my immediate family who goes to therapy. Um, my cousins go to therapy, but I think we're the only ones in this entire. I'm talking the entire family. My mom's side of the family is huge. Me and my two cousins are the only people who go to therapy. And I think my mom's gone to therapy a few times, but nothing consistently. Um, so, like, when you're going through a rock bottom, when you're going through this identity crisis and you're, you're, you're questioning everything about yourself, I mean, it can be debilitating. And it can actually manifest in your physical body as pain, inflammation, autoimmune issues, and that is why the healing community, the spirituality, and the psychology communities talk about how the mind and the body is so connected. Obviously, I've been teaching yoga for eight years, and that is a big part of the healing and the yoga journey is realizing how connected the body and the mind are. And when we go through an unsafe experience, it can instantly manifest in our body as 
heart palpitations or stomach issues, digestion issues, skin issues. I mean, when I was living in Philly, I don't know if any of you guys followed me at that time, but I posted a before and after photo of my skin on my Instagram. When I was living in Philly, my skin, I looked, I mean, I had severe, severe cystic acne. The amount of stress that I had been under that year, 2018, 2019, um, so much trauma happened to me during those years that my body was like shutting down. I couldn't digest food. Um, my skin was the worst it's ever looked. My thyroid was the worst it's ever been. My autoimmune issues, I developed Hashimoto's. Um, I had the worst digestive issues of my life. All my symptoms were the worst that they've ever been, like the, the leg swelling, just the, the whole body inflammation. I mean, it was a nightmare. And my living situation was horrible. I was living with three people who were just really not pleasant people to live with. Um, the house was a mess. They would have parties all the time. I would hear them having sex. Uh, I did not feel safe in that house at all. So that's what I was living in. That was the environment. And I did that for 10 months in Philly. So it just, you know, it makes absolutely a lot of sense to me that my, my health just plummeted and I couldn't take it anymore. And that is when I made the, the decision to move back to Florida and live with my mom and my stepdad temp temporarily. And then COVID happened. So like, like, something you can do is like think back, like kind of just backtrack and make sure you're in a safe space, make sure you're in like a, a good head space that day and just kind of backtrack to like a few years back at, or however far you want to go and just kind of like write down the series of events that have left wounds on you and left scars on you because those are the events that are going to lead you to the dysregulation in your emotional body, your physical body. All of those tr little T traumas and big T traumas are going to have something to do with your physical health um, and obviously your mental health. But each puzzle piece of, you know, each situation is a puzzle piece of what you are trying to heal. And I was in um, a support group the other night and somebody said something really, really potent and um, they were talking about how healing is a process of grieving your old identity because when we're, when we're healing trauma, we are grieving the part of ourselves that so easily labeled ourselves as that person. Like, oh, I, w I went through blah, blah, blah. Like... There's people who identify themselves as, I went through this kind of trauma in my childhood, whether it was like sexual abuse, childhood abuse, drug and alcohol abuse, um, sexual assault. Like when we go through these things, we seek out help and we identify ourselves as someone who has gone through this thing and it shapes our identity, right? And that is something that one of my therapists from a year or two ago, she kept saying the words, it's time for you to sh reshape your identity. 
it's time for you to reshape your identity because she was telling me like, look, your identity is so wrapped up in body and, and body image and food and the relationships that you've been through and the trauma and the anger. It's like, it's time to literally create a new version of yourself because if you don't, you're going to be stuck in that, um, I like, trauma identity like nobody nobody needs to be in an identity of someone who is a trauma survivor like yes that is a big part of our lives we have all gone through really really tough traumas like just you know the 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 virus and just what we've all gone through in in the world that is a trauma and that is a collective trauma and then we've all been through our personal traumas and that does shape who we are. Just like the ACA program says, you know, these scenarios and these things that have happened to you has shaped your identity and shaped your trajectory of your life. But it doesn't need to continue that way. You can become aware of those things and make a change and that you know, that requires creating a new identity. And, like, the old labels that we are so, like, connected to, you know, like, I had I had this kind of upbringing, I had these kind of parents, I was in this abusive relationship, I had an eating disorder, I was an addict, like, all these things that we all identify ourselves as, yes, like, those things are part of us. But if we want to create a new life, we have to create a new version of ourselves. And the old labels and the trauma wounds that we're so chained to, it can't be our full identity anymore. And it's not our purpose either. It's not our purpose to hold that identity close to us. We can make space from it. It can still be part of us, but it can we can create distance from it. Um, I have written down after after this meeting that I went to, healing is about re reviving the parts of you that are not feeling authentic to you and reshaping yourself. So the parts that you don't like about yourself, you're not chained to those parts forever. And I'm trying to tell myself that you know, my bitterness, my anger, my resentment, these things don't have to be my, my personality traits that I, like, identify with forever. Um, the parts of you that, that you don't like, those parts of you are not authentic. If I'm sitting here and I'm saying, this bitterness that I have towards people, this lack of trust, this anger this resentment, these things don't feel good in me, then that means that those things aren't authentic. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. So I can say that I am ready to create a new identity for myself because these traits and behaviors that I have been so wrapped up in, they are no longer serving me. Because that is part of the work. That is part of the, the shadow work and the healing work. Another analogy that some people 
might resonate with is we we are like clay you know our our brains are like clay and moldable especially when we're children especially when we're teenagers we the clay of our mind is not ever going to be hard and and stay like that there's people in their 50s 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s who are making changes and growing and healing and I see it in a lot of these like online support group meetings that I go to who are full of people who are healing from mental illness and physical like disease and and crazy autoimmune issues I mean there's some wild shit that I've that I've heard and seen that people are healing from just by changing their diet and changing you know their their life um so just like clay we can remold or reshape our lives and our minds and we can recreate new memories and new experiences and rewrite our stories because we have to. We have to create a new story because if we're just going to replay the old stories and the old experiences that, yes, have a very, very strong um, connection to us now, but if we don't create new stories and and possibilities at least, if we can't at least just connect to energy of hope and faith, then those toxic scenarios are going to, again, like shape our identity and we don't want we don't want to be identified with those things anymore that's why we go to therapy that's why we heal that's why we grow that's why we why we release that's why we surrender right um and we can truly shift ourselves into a new mold of life like a new a totally new clay mold of life but that requires um like really understanding the stories, the patterns, the cycles, the experiences that we've been through that need to be not erased completely, but we need to distance ourselves from them because if we are constantly running those things through our head like a broken fucking record, that is going to keep us stuck and that is going to keep us in the identity crisis and um, like not being able to go anywhere, you know? So... The identity crisis is basically a rebirth invitation, and it's it's an invitation to process, it's an invitation to go inwards, it's an invitation to pause um, and embrace the stillness, embrace the darkness for that, that period of time as you are taking that inventory. Um, and I wanted to share with you a journaling exercise that you can do if you're in an identity crisis or you ever are or you're just feeling very disconnected from your life and passion and you need like to figure some shit out you can create um different categories that you're going to journal about and you can do like a category on each page and each page is that category and then you just kind of like mental dump into that page it can be a list form it can be phrases or quotes or like you know free writing just whatever comes to your mind and these um these categories are going to help you find clarity of where your soul is trying to point you like in a new direction 
some of the life inventory categories that I've been journaling about are job and career, so that would be a category. Living situation would be category two. Number three would be friendships and deep connections. Number four would be inspiration. Number five would be healing practices that make me feel alive. Um, another one would be personality traits that I'm, you know, not happy about. And then another category could be how do I want to feel? Um, so yeah, these are all things, and money, money is a great other category. Uh, and these are all things, categories of our lives that we need to take inventory of. We just forget that, like, our life is so multifaceted, and in order to make a change, we need to check in with ourselves and really figure out, well, what area of my life really do I need to focus on the most right now? Because if I'm going to sit there and say, okay, I need to focus on everything, health, job, career, purpose, money, relationship, dating, like, no, like, that is just not going to get me anywhere. It's just going to give me a panic attack and I'm going to spiral. So I need to be real with myself and sit here and say, which area of my life do I need to focus on the most? For me, that is my living situation because, yes, other things matter, like my health and friends and money, but I can't fall into anything else until my living situation feels better and feels different and feels safe. So what did I do? I, you know, connected to my spirit. I connected to soul. I journaled. I did a lot of, you know, inner reflection, questioning myself, question, like praying, you know, and I came to the conclusion that I'm going to go to LA for December, January, and hopefully February, and I'm going to sublet, and I got an Airbnb for December, and I'm not even sure where I'm going to stay in January or February, but I made the choice that I'm going to put my safety first, and I'm going to go and have some time to myself in an apartment all by myself and have all the space to, you know, reconnect with myself, reconnect with the things that bring me joy and pleasure and, and fun, because these things have been put on hold for me. Let's just be real. Like, living at home, I don't have any friends here, really. Um, I don't have any purpose here. So my life has literally been put on hold. And like the things that I once enjoyed, like hiking and going to yoga and being around friends and going to the spa and like doing my podcast or like doing interviews, like all of these things have been like put on hold because I've been in fight or flight mode, because I've been preoccupied with my identity crisis and trying to reshape my life, right? And when you're so deep in the trenches of like a rock bottom, you don't even have the energy, the space, or the capacity or the luxury to focus on other things like dating or, you know, hanging out with friends or making new friends. Because when you feel so out of your mind and so like not well, like your, your life is just not going the way that you want it to go, 
making new friends really isn't top priority. Because, to be honest, I would not want to be a new friend of mine right now. <laughs> because I've just, I'm going through a lot. So, I need to be real with myself and I needed to make a choice. I needed to um, take the advice of my therapist and a lot of my friends and get the fuck out of here. Um, I don't want my birthday this year to be as shitty as it was last year. Last year I was, um, you know, all alone. My health was horrible. I was just not well. Um, and I don't want this year to be another shitty birthday. I want to be surrounded by people I know, some friends, and even if I'm alone, if I'm in LA and I'm alone on my birthday and I'm in an apartment by myself, that to me is great. That is fine. I can go on a hike. I can be alone. I can be in nature. I can take a yoga class. I can go get a massage. I can, you know, like whatever, but not having a safe place to feel my best, to feel connected to my authentic, true self, it, it's just, I can't do it anymore. And, you know, like, we have to, part of, part of the identity crisis is figuring out what your values and your morals are. What do you need right now? Like, what is top priority for you right now? That is your soul's purpose right now. And the last thing I'll say about my identity crisis is, like, today I was, you know, talking to my therapist and I said, like, my purpose right now feels like I just need to, like, find an apartment. Like, that, that is not somebody's purpose. That shouldn't be my purpose. That is a basic fucking necessity of life. And the fact that that is, like, my sole purpose right now, like, that is so fucking like, stupid, in my opinion, and it makes me angry because when I look around, I see everyone else, like, they have apartments or they, they have, you know, safe and healthy living environments or they live alone. They have the luxury of being able to, you know, focus on other things. And I'm not saying I'm the only one in the situation. There are hundreds of thousands of people in this country who are my age, who are living at home, who you know, don't have money, who don't have funds to even get an Airbnb for a month. So I am, I am actually speaking from a place of luxury as well. And, um, I've worked really hard to save money. And the reason why I can't just go get an apartment right now is because it's not, I don't feel safe to go like get an apartment and, and spend every penny that I've saved on an apartment. So my, values right now and my priority is just to find a, a safe place to live for a few months and who knows what that will lead me to who knows what stepping stones will occur if you take that first initial jump you know like jumping off the cliff take that first initial action and into the unknown jumping into the unknown you don't know what's going to happen but you don't know what people you're going to meet. You don't know what opportunities are going to come into your life. You don't know what um, invitations and scenarios are going to be aligned in your path. I miss LA. I really do. I lived there for like four years. I made a life for myself out there. But when I lived out there, I was poor. I was fucking poor. I could not even afford gas. I couldn't afford food. 
So this time around is going to be a lot different for me because I'm going to be able to create a new experience, a safe experience. And that's what reshaping our identity is about. It's about reshaping our experiences, creating new memories, creating safe experiences and safe connections with people. Safety is really, really key. And I, I just keep, keep going back to that, um, that safety mechanism is the main, the main, like, without safety in our lives, we can't bring in anything else. Um, all right, I'm going to go through the adult children of alcoholics laundry list. This is 14 traits of an adult child of an alcoholic or dysfunctional family. If you resonate with any of these um, traits, then you can check out the adult child podcast. That's a really good one. And there's tons of podcasts out there um, that are about ACA and there's just tons of resources out there. All right, the laundry list, 14 traits of an adult child of alcoholic. Number one, we became isolated and afraid of people and authority figures. Number two, we became approval seekers and lost our identity in the process. Number three, we are frightened by angry people and any personal criticism. Number four, we either become alcoholics, marry them, or both, or find another compulsive personality, such as a workaholic, to fulfill our sick abandonment needs. Number five, we live life from the viewpoint of victims, and we are attached by that weakness in our love and friendship relationships. Number six, we have an overdeveloped sense of responsibility, and it is easier for us to be concerned with others rather than ourselves. This enables us not to look closely at our own faults, etc. Number seven, we, we get guilt feelings when we stand up for ourselves instead of giving it in to others. Number eight, we became addicted to excitement. Number nine, we confuse love and pity and tend to love people we can pity and rescue. Number 10, we have stuffed our feelings from our traumatic childhoods and have lost the ability to feel or express our feelings because it hurts so much. Denial. 11, we judge ourselves harshly and have very low sense of self-esteem. Number 12, we are dependent personalities who are terrified of abandonment and will do anything to hold on to a relationship in order not to experience painful abandonment feelings, which we received from living with sick people who were never there emotionally for us. Number 13, alcoholism is a family disease and we became para-alcoholics and took it on the characteristics of that disease even though we did not pick up the drink. Number 14, para-alcoholics are reactors rather than actors. So there you have it. There is the 14 traits of adult children, if that resonated with you. I really find it interesting that one of them is all about identity and losing your identity. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm going through an identity crisis is because I'm going through the steps of ACA. And any program, any healing, any um, trauma work is going to bring that shit up. So that is all. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode helped and 
I hope that you guys can get through any rock bottom, any identity crisis, whatever it is that you're fucking going through. I hope this episode helped. She got attacked by a pack of dogs. But she said it's okay.